What's up, Simple Church? This is the Parent Podcast. I'm Jonah, I'm the high school pastor. And I'm Blake, I'm the middle school pastor, and we're taking over again. Yeah, so we'll be doing this about once a month on the first Wednesday. We're going to go ahead and just talk to you guys from a youth ministry perspective. We just came from a break from our SES chat room. We just talked about identity with our middle school intern, Alex Blackburn, a.k.a. Monkey Boy, who's got a big identity. So it was a really fun talk. We had a lot of fun. Go check it out after this. If you actually want to listen to that, um, I'm pretty sure in it we talked about how, why he... Blake calls him monkey boy. And so that's an important thing to check out. It so. was honestly a snap decision that kind of changes life forever. So Wow, labels. Yeah, yeah. well, you know. Labels and identity. It Good is talk. what it is. Peer pressure kind of makes you <laughs> lose your mind and make you call people monkey boy. But that's it, you know. You had peer pressure. Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Disc golf. Then on the rest of... <laughs> and then on the rest of the... Mondays of the month, we actually have chat bites, which are just about 10 minute podcasts, something small for our students just to have some weekly fun. Yeah, so make sure to subscribe to that podcast. That's SES Chat Room. You make, make sure you subscribe to that, hit the bell, all the good stuff, and subscribe to this podcast, of course, and also backstage with the Simple Church. All three, we're hitting you with a trifecta, fool. Yes, and don't forget to review five stars on the parent podcast and Absolutely. our SES also. It helps us out. It does. So this March, we will be talking about identity. That's our sermon series. We're going into different for the main service, and it's going to be really cool. So that's kind of where we're talking about identity and kind of figuring out what makes us all different and how do we embrace that. And so with our students, we'll be talking about identity. But with y'all, we're also just going to keep on that same subject just because we want to go a little bit more in depth because we can do that with parents as more than we can for the people in the trenches you know for sure and it must be said you know right at the beginning it's probably pretty clear and as the podcast goes along it'll become even more clear we're 20 and 23 so we were just at our student's age not that long ago so um you know while we may be young we do want to enforce that we are a resource and it is our job to make ourselves not only wise to the issues that we're going to be talking about but also available to you for help if you need it Exactly. So we don't have kids, but what we do is we exist to partner with you. And then also just to help, we are a great bridge for just that transition from uh, student to adult. We don't have kids yet, but I think we are uniquely placed for that. And as well, I also, um, I actually have a degree in Mm. student ministry and so a master's even. So you can call me Master Boaz. No, say something, me too, What's up? (laughs) But Anyway, and so like we do have places to come from, and we do have something to share about this, and we are ready. If y'all ever need any help, if we don't know something, we can help partner with you to find out. And yes. so we're just there to help y'all. And you know what? I don't have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree even, but you know what? I love to learn, and I'm here to walk with you. So let's figure it out because it is frustrating. I know. I've seen it. But we're going to be here. That's what we do. That's what we're paid for. So it's a process. We'd love to go through it with you. And on Blake's side of things, I do want to point out, Blake is a lot cooler than I am. So just no. know that. He is far more relevant in this um, cool and hip culture, as I just completely showed that I am not either of those things. I think there's words for that that I don't know. Um, I don't think that's true at all. If you want to really see, if you want to come to a face-to-face meeting with God, play paintball with Jonah because he turns into a determinator. I swear, it's... It's unlike anything. I got chills. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. It's like. It's fun. Yeah. 
He knows something I don't know. If Hey, also, we're about to talk later on frustration as a parent. Mm. And um, if you do have any frustration, come with us to paintball. It's oh. really useful. I'm just saying, you can be, you can say, you know, some parents are like, yeah, we really want to be on the same team as our kid, but if you're not, you can be like, hey, mm. we're There's on different teams. Laundry. I will find them. Like, yes. it's good. It's it's a really fun experience. There's nothing that will quite test your limits as a human being than when you go, okay, I'm out, I'm out. Yep. And you put up your hands, and they keep shooting <laughs> they you. Keep shooting you. Ask Scott Odom what happens. Ooh, He's he was broken upset. a couple masks. Yeah. He was not happy. Upset is a, it's a good word. We'll but, see there. Anyway, we were talking about he went bull. Yes. Yeah. But Anyways, we were talking identity. about <laughs> identity. Um, identity is literally just root of eyed and entity, meaning the hmm. expression of self, and then entity just being what makes you different. And so, just that difference is a key factor. That as children are growing up, as students are growing up, they're trying to figure out who are they. And in order to do that, like as you get older, you find out like it's more about what makes you different was that latin um i, I think it's wow. also it's it's Education. latin and then also french after that but anyway really yeah i found that out later what in the world dang bipsy didn't teach me that but well etbu <laughs> but anyway we don't have to tell you that this is something that is changing it is a process and so over and over again like you will be seeing your kids, and I know you've already seen them grow so much, basically from as a baby, like when they're like a potted plant, like all they need is food and water right. um, and love, but uh, to grow up healthy. But you will see it changing so quickly that you can't really hammer down, especially like even until like senior year, like wait till college, and you will see as these students will become completely new people as mm -hmm. they try new things, as they grow and as they mature. Yeah. Hopefully mature. It's pretty crazy because, you know, I remember we weren't, it wasn't that long until we were in this place. Like, um, we're going to be talking about identity versus role confusion. And that kind of goes from 12 to 19 mm -hmm. and I'm just turned 20. So I, you know, we're barely out of this whole stage and we're going to be talking about it. So it's kind of cool. Whereas we ha have a fresher, more, uh, you know, refined sense of, we just came from there. So we kind of know, we can tell you what it feels like, but also what we've learned, how to walk with that, how to navigate that with your student. So it's going to be kind of cool as we talk about that. And one of the things that we have is that we were there, and I think y'all can maybe identify for yourselves, but one of the things I'm going to mention in the podcast with our students is that you, no matter who you are, you will live to regret some of the decisions you made yes. when you were a child. We've like, seen the pictures. <laughs> I had a bowl haircut until like, I'd say ninth grade. All right. Wow. Yeah. I, my, I'm certain my mom loved me, but she did not tell me. Didn't, she didn't change that. And right. I, no one told me. And anyway, I literally had that. I, I spent an entire year one time wearing only polos in sixth grade because um, I thought that made me look cool. Deep in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Um, yep. And then even I even had a time when um, in eighth grade, uh, I, had, I was goth Jonah, and I had my hair literally no covering way. my right eye the entire year. And, like, I was quiet, not What, to your sun-red hair covering your eyes? Hey, the whitest people make the best goths. Listening to just skillet and <laughs> skillet <laughs> trying to feel things. I did see them in concert twice uh, in middle school, so yeah, that's yeah. pretty accurate. I would have put and the red. number actually higher. I, yeah, 
I didn't but it quickly moved from skillet to NF, didn't it? NF is great. I actually do like NF. If you didn't know, he's a cool rapper. Anyway, yeah. that relevance. Um, cool guy, youth. But cool. that's what we're here for, Blake and Jonah, talking about how we've changed. So those were some of your phases. I remember, man, just a few years ago, I thought baseball was it. I thought, like, this really? is what, Yes. You were so, a baseball kid? Yes, I was. I played all throughout uh, middle school and high school. I actually didn't join the the when I played middle school when I started. I didn't join the team the day that they had like you know tryouts to be so on like the team. Like a walk on for sure. I wanted to you know arrive fashionably late, but uh, so they were having a practice and I I walked in and kind of checking things out. This was my first time ever being on a baseball field, and um, <laughs> a stray ball in the outfield. The guy was talking. It's like yeah, so we really kind of were looking for a a right fielder. That's where I started for a long time. It was the best. Because uh, in middle school, nobody <laughs> can hit it out there. So you're just kind of standing there hanging out, talking to center field and uh, first base most of the time. And um, But, yeah, he was walking me through there, and a stray ball caught me in the eye. And so I came home with a black eye the first I, I ever even considered playing baseball. I, awesome. too. I, too, was a baseball player. Really? Yes. I didn't in, know that. In elementary school. And I, too, was in the right field. I just was sitting down in the right field yeah, and looking at grass because we didn't even have flowers to pick or anything like that. I was yeah. just sitting just there. Just chasing butterflies. Yeah, and it's, it's a great place to put you so your parents know you're in the game without being in the game. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. for students, I know Blake already talked about it, but students, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of framework, um, psychologically, uh, there's a guy, psychologist named Eric Erickson. No joke. Like, mm. it's brilliant parenting choices anyway um but eric erickson he created this thing uh called stages um the stages of development um and in erickson's stages it goes from all the way from birth to death and they split them up and so the later the later they get the larger the age group goes and Mm -hmm. so i think there are maybe three or four more after the one that students are in but students are actually in identity versus role confusion Right. Uh, from 12 to 19. What is what that means is that in every single stage, there's two things. There's a something that you want to develop, and then there's a risk that you get if it's not developed well. Right. For identity versus role confusion, like identity is like we talked about. It is what makes you different, who you are, and so that's where you develop a confidence in. Like you know, what? this is who I am. Right. A child doesn't know. Like we talked about earlier, like it's a potted plant as you're a baby. Like there's not. Yes, there's personality, there's things like that developing, but all of a sudden, like, you don't see the self-expression that you will get whenever they are in middle school and high school, because as they learn all those specifics, they learn what is my favorite um, everything, favorite shows, favorite things to do, hobbies, and you see those things just really blossom, I guess, and, like, begin to develop and then um so that's identity you want them to find that sense of self but the problem is is that there's also the risk of role confusion it's like trial and error yes yeah Um, and role confusion is developed whenever students they find uh they find themselves thinking that their identity is lacking it's not enough it's not good enough it's broken so saying like you are not just assigning finding out who you are or how you are you're also finding out okay, this is supposed to be how I am. For sure. Identifying with someone else. And you're saying, you know what? I am wrong or I'm broken. And so we talked about, uh, we'll be talking about with students the word enough. And because like over and over again, students have to battle with that idea that I am 
who I am. I am enough. Right. And so it's not broken that introvert or extrovert. I'm not broken because I'm not. Uh, and so just that role confusion is so it's, it's dangerous because you feel as if there's something wrong and right. that, that there's a mistake, but there's not because God made you so individually. For sure. Because like we were talking about identity versus role confusion, that phase lasts like seven years from mm-hmm. 12 to 19 and 12 to 19 year olds. I don't know if you've met a lot. They are completely different human beings. Like the same 12 year old, will be a completely different person by the time they look would turn 19. Like, I was looking back at pictures and, um, like, stuff I was doing and stuff I was wearing and, like, stuff I was saying to people I was hanging out with, and I was like, who was this guy? I look at pictures from two years ago and think that. So trying to figure out your place in the world, trial and error, like you were saying, trying to figure out their role, kind of experimenting what works, what gets better reactions from people. It's literally, like, experimenting on who they're going to become. And I remember being kind of not disheartened, but a little frustrated because trying to figure out my place in the world came a lot more difficult to me. I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Then, like, my little sister, Anna, she, from as long as I can remember, always, 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 always knew that she wanted to work as a graphic animator for Pixar. Hmm. And, like, she thought that when she was... Six years old, and we watched, like, Princess and the Frog or something. I've actually seen some of her work. It is actually really, yes. really cool. She sends you stuff that's really cool. Yeah, she got an iPad three years ago. And just from that and that little Apple stylus thing, she's been able to, like, create animations of our dog running around, like, chewing on toys. She's made uh, a bunch of cool graphics and drawings and pieces of art. And she's pursuing stuff that people... My age, Jonah's age, older than that, are still trying to figure out what they want to do. And she's known since, again, like she was six. And, man, growing up, I was so jealous of that. I'm still a little like, you know, God, why didn't you place that kind of call on my heart? But it's different for every single person, you know, relationally, friendship-wise. In your own family, there's going to be people that know what they want to do and you don't. And it's it's awesome. Literally, in my family, like I'm the youngest of three boys, which creates that whole complex like you're always looking up to your older siblings like man i wish i was blank or man this this, and that like my oldest brother literally had in my high school like for a while the benching record like of weightlifting and if you know me or if you've ever seen a picture of me you know that's the furthest thing from me he was like up on the football team, he was on varsity all the time. My other brother was like a soccer player. It's a lot and of was pressure. Was like the skateboarder, the cool kid, and then I was in computer science. Mm. But anyway, there are things that make you different, and so like they're so different that like different is good, and that just because you're different than something else sometimes doesn't mean that you're inferior you and i look more like things that get benched rather than people that bench we're in that weight gain yes. challenge amen how are you doing on that i'm not i'm You're not gaining any weight i might be needed to switch sides after that snow apocalypse oh i i feel that man i'm trying i'm out there i'm at that planet fitness but good night caleb is just he is built different man he's gonna kill himself trying to get okay anyways circling back that's his identity he's got his whole thing going on but um Talking about phases and identity and growing up, our church is a big fan of the phase books from Orange. We use them all the time growing through middle school and high school. Um, middle school, it kind of talks about who cares. So that's like the f- sixth grade. That's uh, who cares. It's like identifying their place, their safe places, who places value in them. 
So um, yeah, so like these are the grades that every single, even inside the identity versus role of uh, confusion, the 12 through 19, that's seven years, like every single different in the phase book, it breaks it down even more to say that every single year there's some kind of big overarching theme. So in sixth grade, it's what? Who cares? So it's like identifying their safe places, who they can go to. Seventh grade is like who's going. That's the little slogan. There's a little slogan for each grade. That's who's going. It's uh, whether something is worth investing in because of the peers who also participate in it. It's very kind of friendship driven. And then the eighth grade is, yeah, I know, parents, you'll remember this phase. That's thinking they've got it all figured out, resenting those that try and teach them differently, and kind of trying to figure out, um, you know, how to make it off of their own steam, but also kind of still listening to what their parents and their leaders have to say. It's a difficult phase, but, you know, the books kind of help walk through that. I love it because, honestly, I think it's so hard, but you know later on, you can always look back at the time before and think, man, I really thought I knew it, yeah. and I did not. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, it's so difficult to think, man, later on, I'm going to be looking back to me right now, mm-hmm. thinking I knew it, and I did not. And so you're always going to be learning more. And Down the line, you always realize where you came from is nothing like where you're going, and you're like, what was I thinking? Mm. Yeah. I have, And so in our high school ministry, uh, that kind of transitions to um, – the ninth grade, the, the question, the slogan, it's something that you hear students say is what these themes are. And so the ninth grade one is, this is me now. Because that is a time where literally you will, ninth graders are like, okay, wait, I'm in high school now. I need to figure out. And so they start identifying who they are, what makes them different. And so they try a lot of new things. They change mm-hmm. and they just really just go through a crucible of change right there a lot of times. And then 10th grade, the question is, why not? It's whenever they start awakening, waking up to the fact that, wait a sec, I'm in high school. I'm on my way to becoming an adult. Yeah. I'm mature. So Get it together. I have the reason. I have the, yeah, I have the value. I can say, hey, why not? And so, like, explaining, can you tell me why I can't go? Right. And so, well, yeah, a lot of times, sixth all the way through this, they've been arguing about that. This is the time when they are really trying to wrestle with why is this this way? Not just in their own personal lives, but like bigger issues as well. Saying, why why isn't this the way it is? And mm-hmm. so as they start to realize that they can actually have those opinions and they're trying to understand why the world works the way it does. Right. In 11th grade, I love 11th grade because 11th grade, you always think that if you just look at a high school, like – Uh, 12th grade is going to be the hardest. It just gets harder every year. But 11th grade is where everything really starts to just come together. And that is the year of stress and busy. Just they are overwhelmed a lot of times because that's when they start taking ACTs, SATs. Um, And so the sentence that I love it is, is just trust me. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like as you are as you as a parent have been in the car driving and the kids in the back are just arguing or something like that and you're like stop or whenever they ask you like why and you're like just because i said so it's literally the opposite because this is when the 11th graders are in these uh, juniors are so overwhelmed sometimes and stressed they're like hey mom just trust me yeah i know what i'm doing and so like you're like this is whenever they start being like like they're able to drive most of the time, and so you're you're gonna find out about trips or performances or games like day the of. day before yeah. and or the day of, and you're they're like, hey, 
I've got this. Yeah. Just trust me. They're kinda trying like to learn themselves. And for spreading their wings kind of stage. Yeah. yeah. And then in 12th grade, they call it the year when you will both be asking, what's next? Mm. Yikes. Because in that time, it's just, it's so, it's honestly just bittersweet in the way that like God is preparing both the students and you as parents to say like, what is next? Like you're about to see a time where they leave the nest. They are time a time when they will actually show that they have really been learning from you, that they are ready to stand on their own. Yeah. It's almost like a partnership with your student. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And then as you as a parent, you're, you're asking, wait, what you don't know often, like if it's, especially if it's your first one I've seen over and over again, like you don't know what it is to miss that child. And like you yeah. don't, you don't know, like, it's going to be, it's hard sometimes just to know what the new normal will become. Mm-hmm. Even though I will say for anyone that does struggle with that fear, the new normal is often better. And mm-hmm. so I know for me, for example, I love that change that I came out of high school for because all of a sudden, like, when my father talks to me, like, before he always would listen and respect my opinion, things like that. But then this is a time when you can become, he can treat you more as a peer. Like he can talk to you like a man, like saying, well, you have your own financial problems. You have your own responsibilities. You have this, this, and this. And so it's kind of like saying it's an awesome thing to see students get to the point where they are just an adult almost. It's pretty crazy. There's like a universal dad code where they all do that. And then one day, like it'll change in a day where it just shifts. And I remember my dad becoming like, Dang, my dad is my best friend. That's crazy. He's, like, helping me out and uh, giving me advice and, like, talking me through. Um, now he's not telling me uh, what I should do, but more advising me on the statements that I've made where, you know, kind of walking me through my thought process. And I think that's so cool. It's kind of like uh, IMAPs telling you where yeah. to go, but, like, technically it's not driving the car. So. For sure. Yeah, but um, those Facebooks are so, so, so helpful. They can be so good for navigating and helping understand your student and kind of partnering with them whether they know yeah. it or not and kind of guiding through these weird stages because they can be super different and frustrating If frustrating for you and for your student if you're just kind of shooting from the hip and trying to figure it out as you go along. So we're going to put the links for these books in our description. And, um, yeah, I think it could definitely help you. Yeah, and then there's also an overarching theme of both middle school and high school for identity. Um, So you want to start with middle school before high school? For sure. Middle school is kind of different. You were just talking before we started actually recording. Um, Miles Putman, one of our high schoolers, actually nailed it when he said that uh, middle school, he just came out of middle school. He said middle school is a popularity contest that everybody's losing at the same time. No joke. He told me that when I was driving him home this week. and. He was like, it was just like, whenever he said that instantly, I was like, dude, he was like, middle school is just a popularity contest that everyone's losing. Just thinking back on that, I was like, you need to text me that right now because I will forget it. And he did not. And so I literally had to text him before recording this podcast. I'm like, what did you say? Because I want to say it the same way. It was cool. Yeah. And it's definitely that way because everybody's trying to fit in, but also everybody's trying to be popular. So it's like. How can you be popular if you're trying to be the same thing everybody else is trying to be? It's very, very complicated. But um, like I was saying, these Facebooks are here to help. We're here to help walk them through it because, you know, again, it wasn't that long ago. We've got plenty of leaders and parents that are willing to partner with you and help you along the way. It's so cool. One of, Yeah, and one of the ruling things for middle school is just the status quo, saying, like, 
I'm going to be able to fit in to what the status quo. I want to be the popular definition is more round. It's more clear. It's easy for you to see. Um, Whereas in high school, that kind of changes. And so in high school, weird becomes unique. Yeah. A little bit. There's still a bad weird in some people's minds, but what it becomes is that popular is not just one core group anymore. Instead, it's something that people look at and they're like, all right, so there's popular skaters, there's popular um, movie buffs. Like, uh, there's these students find their groups of friends, they find what they enjoy, and they put a lot more devotion into that area yeah and that's where they find their identity in those like pods of different either friends organizations or things like that yeah that kinda, it's they're kind of using their interest to develop their own their own identity mm-hmm. kind of and um we wanted to talk about before we end three key factors for healthy identity and we're going to talk about patience communication and community and with these three we kind of are able to help parents navigate not only the development of their student's identity, but also to just appreciate it and, you know, be patient as things kind of go crazy. So we're going to start with patience. I think you wanted to kind of start with that. Yeah. And so with these three, it's just these three things that we thought, not the only three, not some extreme recipe for the perfect child. Right. Um, but just these three things that we have seen in student ministry between parents and students that is a either just something that will set you apart to helping these students' identity, or it will instead make it a little harder. And so um, the first one is patience. And so there's two different sides that we see in the patience area that you have to have patience for. Is Number one is frustration, and then the second one is fear. Mm. Frustration kind of meaning that you want what's best for them, and if they're not at the at the level that you expect or the level that you want or they're kind of going a different way, that can be frustrating for you and for them because there's, you know, there's a disconnect. And development, man, it's progress, and that takes so much time. Scientific fact is that even Jonah and I's brains are not fully developed. We're still a little mushy. We're almost there. Well, but we're kind of talking. I don't want to be there yet. You were excited to be done, like, developing your brain i'm like shoot i'm gonna try and take the rest of this time to be who i want to be i feel like it's not again it's not going to be transitioning from all of a sudden we are now um like you're you passed the mark now you just became a brainwashed adult like that's not what happens like it's just that like you're just you're ready to understand a lot more complex thought and again it's a slope it is not just like all of a sudden a door opens up and you can your mind works all of a sudden. Well, I'm proud for you, brother, but I'm thinking any growth is good growth at this point. Good night. I don't think I'm ready to be done just yet. Yeah, and then and for so <laughs> I can see that frustration all the time. We see that in parents a lot. Just that idea that idea that like you it's kind of like we talked about earlier with the Google uh, with the iMaps. Like yeah. Siri is saying, "Hey, you need to go this direction. You need to go this direction." And then you see the students like go the opposite direction completely. Yeah. And it is frustrating sometimes, especially when they make mistakes that you're just, just, you want what's best for them. Right. Um, but that it's that time when over and over again, like your job is just to say, hey, recalculating, um, yeah. saying like, hey, maybe we should go that opposite direction. Um, then other than frustration is the other temptation that we have to have patience for is fear. Um, so... Every single, you know this as well, but every single family has to find themselves in a place between freedom 
and safety mm, as a parent. Good. Because you have to have the idea that like you're giving them freedom. Because in order to grow, they have to be able to be free a little bit. Right. They have to be able to go some places. They need to find out for themselves some things. Um, but then also with that, with freedom, comes risk. And that's where safety comes in. And so that's where you have to be, as a parent, able to go in and make sure that they're able to grow, but also that they're not, while they're able to make mistakes, that you're at least trying to build in something that allows them to stay safe and healthy and not make mistakes they're going to regret. Right. And that's why I'm personally a big fan, and we are as ministries, big fans of and if students are listening, they're not going to like this word, but boundaries. I'm a big fan of boundaries. I wasn't necessarily a big fan of them growing up because I saw them as just roadblocks to prevent me from doing things that I wanted to do. But now that I can look back and see where my parents were trying to protect me and where they were kind of steering me, even sometimes without me knowing, like, you know, I can't see past that roadblock, but I don't that that's the road I want to go down. But they can they have the foresight to have either lived through it or seen people live through it. And so I'm so happy now that they put those in place. It's kind of like the story, I think, um, I don't remember when I heard. It was just one of those sermon illustrations, but of the, man who was, uh, of the man who was driving, and then he has to go, and there's all of a sudden a sign that says, like, road closed, you can't go this way. And he's like, well, the other route's 20 minutes. Like, nah. And he just goes around, decides to move around the sign, sque- uh, jumps over the shoulder or whatever, and mm-hmm. starts going, and he finds, and he comes to the bridge where it's completely just broken like there's no way across and it's just that idea that like boundaries are in place not to say like ha johnny you can't have fun anymore but it's just to say like hey uh, if you actually want to have fun like this is probably not the right way to go and so there's the two temptations of that fear and that safety is that you find yourself somewhere in between those two you're never going to find someone with complete freedom and they are completely safe and structure right because like you can't have complete freedom like go out between all hours of the night all the time and you're never going to be put in a position that you have to make wise decisions in for sure um but so parents like if you fall like you're not meant to be on one side or the other completely it's in that middle ground because if you're on the freedom side completely and that just kind of makes it like i want you to be like we should be as parents the best like we should be friends we should be there for our students you want them to be able to talk to you but then on the other side of things like you can't you have to also be the one there that punishes them enforcers you have to be an enforcer and then on the opposite side we talk about um not helicopter parents anymore the new concept is drone parenting that like even when they leave for college you can technically fly over like by phone by text by website or emails and like you can still be there and like they need some kind of time to be able to find for themselves. And so I think I was in um, maybe ninth grade when my mom got a flat tire and said, Jonah, change it. Wow. And I was yeah. like, how? And she said, there's a tire iron and a lift, a jack, jack. There's a word jack yeah. um, and a jack. And so like that time, whenever you learn for yourself, because that does build muscle socially, um, at Education, just everywhere across the board, it builds muscles they are able to. Yes, health, self-esteem, yeah. For sure. And, um, man, I think the best way to navigate through that, the best way to navigate through anything is communication, open communication between parents and students. See, that's the second thing that we wanted to talk about, right, is that communication is so key. 
for sure. I mean, half of the face slogans that we have, they start with a question like, who cares, who's going, uh, why not, what's next, all this kind of stuff. That's all questions that may be questions for you, questions for your students that you're going to have to navigate through. And how are you going to do that if you're not going to communicate with them? Yes. Um, just knowing that there's the question of like, why, as a, that a three-year-old will ask over right, and over right. and over again. Like, that is not really over. They just become more and more advanced. Right. Especially those 10th graders who are just saying, wait, why isn't the world better? Like, why is this not the way it is? And, right. um, and so that communication is so key because you, have, you want to be the desired output is that you're able to be on the same page. Right. Because that, those questions don't stop. They just evolve when they leave the house, when they get experiences with new things and they mm -hmm. want to, you know, the world just becomes newer and newer and newer as they grow up. And so the why is the earth round question from when they're, you know, elementary school will turn into why does my friend only have one parent or why is this happening at school or why is this different with our family than it is for their family mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So if and you're not prepared for those questions, which when they happen can be, um, they can be a good experience of growth and um, understanding for your student and you becoming a place that they go when they have questions, which is absolutely ideal. But uh, it can be daunting if you're not ready for it. Yeah, and as a parent, one of your first temptations, especially in elementary school, it's absolutely the temptation, is to say, well, this is how it is. Right. That's what I said, and that kind of thing. But as you, with communication, especially with high schoolers, high schoolers will often achieve what you expect of them. Right. And so if you treat them as if they don't, if they're not responsible enough, if they're not able to, then that will usually go in the way you'd expect. They would be turning away. They'll be slower. They'll be less, they'll be more rebellious. And so even though you have all the power and you do have the final say, there's so much value in you just saying, hey, let's get on the same page here. What do you think, for example? What do you think our phone boundaries should be? Right. And so if they're, if they're healthy or if they're in a good place, a lot of times like you can work with that and you can find a place, even in punishment, saying, what do you think your punishment should be? As you talk to them, they will hopefully, maybe they need time depending on how they process, come to a, a statement. And your job as a parent at that point is to literally say yes or no. And you can. Right. And you can, you can uh, change it because you're giving them this, this ability. They're giving them this freedom to actually have an input in what you're yeah. doing. And um, they will appreciate it. They may not say it because, you know, they're students. But they do appreciate that. Right. Especially down the line. And um – one of the things that's become pretty interesting in the dynamic I have with my parents is, um, as a lot of people know, but as you may not know listening to this podcast now, uh, a couple years ago, I moved several thousand miles away from my parents. They still live in Hawaii. I'm obviously here in Bossier. And um, I think the reason, or one of the many reasons why I'm so close to my parents now, uh, especially with my mom, I talk to her on the phone every day, is because... She tells me all the time, growing up, even when I was like three years old, my we lived in a we were in a military family all growing up. And so moving from state to state every single year, a lot of times that just brought my family together because while everybody else was kind of temporary and we'd see them, you know, for a year and then we move again, my mom was my rock. So even before my brother and sister, she's still my rock, but even before my brother and sister, when I was just three and it was just me and my mom hanging out, 
She said, man, you and I were best friends. We <laughs> went everywhere together, and we would just talk. Like, you could barely, you know, have rational thoughts, but, you know, we would just talk about everything. And I think that's, throughout my life, that's been a constant, is that my parents were open to any sort of conversation, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't force me into, you know, weird conversations, but they would direct us into uh, sharing with them and just being yeah, completely just allowing open. them to know that you're there for them. Right, and that changes as you grow up when it's not just your parents or not just, um, you know, leaders or pastors or anything, but it c- turns into community like school, your friends, outside influences, and that's especially if you have that set up where that you can have open, open communication with your student that will be a lot more tolerable because instead of them going to outside, uh, you know, resources or outside people or people that may not have the same values or want the same good for your kids as you do, if you have that relationship already set up with them where they can come about things that they're not sure about, they're worried about to you from the outside, then it'll make community our third key factor that we're going to talk about so, so much easier. And this is why we exist, MSM and HSM for community, to be one of those positive influences, hopefully, that you can think that your kid can turn to and that you can turn to about questions that you may have about just doing life. We want to share the ups and the downs with you, hills and valleys. We want to walk with you through that, and that's why we exist as ministries. Yes, I think one of the biggest frustrations, going back to that word, um, that a lot of times that parents will see is that sometimes it's the right words wrong mouth. And so just the thing that you need, um, that you will say something a hundred times, and then maybe a hip leader or a good student will say like those same words and they'll come home to you and they will literally speak straight to your face and be like, man, he said this today and it really stuck with me. And you're like, "Mm, mm, not going to say it, not going to say it, not going to jump on him. There's no hurting any children just come play paintball with them um i don't know how many times i've heard parents or even my parents like give me a whole spiel i ask them a question or they just see that something's up with me and they give me a whole spiel about you know uh like if it's at school they give me it's like well this is you know they talk for 20 minutes about they've got a whole like sermon prepared for me about what i should do turn to god and everything and um and then it just doesn't really sink in. And then the same people come to me about it. And um, I'll hear the same words from different people and it'll make all the difference. Because some things your your kids are just not going to want to hear from you. And that probably stings as a parent. But for whatever reason, that's just a part of growing up is that sometimes you're going to want to turn to people that you see, you know, not when you get home from school or, you know, not that are always giving you lessons Sometimes you're just going to hear it from a different mouth, and that is why we exist. Yes, and friends are such a defining factor. No matter if you're like, okay, well, my child is just introverted, introverted, introverted. Mm -hmm. They have friends. They do, and those are such a defining factor. And so if you find that they are lacking or if they're in need of a community, encourage them to join us. Um, Often the only way to do that is to say either contact us and find out some things to help you out or um, find out who's going or also try to get them to come with a friend. Um, Right. But it's just to have that experience to have and it makes it easier for them to come and be just welcome and surrounded by people that they may not have their uh, friends now there, but they will. Yeah. And we want to do our part like basketball games, jujitsu games Mm -hmm. where you just want to go to Andy's matches. Jiu-Jitsu matches. Yeah, I was going to say football games, but, you know, 
If Bend you want to fight somebody, throw balls to somebody else, whatever you want. If you just want to go get ice cream with us, that is why we exist, and that's what we want to do. So uh, if your student, if you see that they're going through a rough time, or they just want a friend to talk to, or just somebody to feed into their life that's not necessarily you, just another positive influence to them, that is why we exist, and we live to do stuff for that like that with them. Yes. And we have so many resources at our church, not just us, but our leaders, other parents that we've invested in that will happily invest in your kid that have already gone through with their kids, what your kid is now going through. Um, our church, we have so, so many connections, all people who want to see good things happen in the life of you and your students. So please come to us. Yes, it is so good. And we're going to, again, just be to wrap it up, we are going to be focusing on this identity for these students. Uh, just taking anything from uh, this month, I think identity, social media, jealousy, and then just a little bit of fun for just spring break and having fun. Um, so if y'all want to check that out on SCS Live, do it. But next week on the Parent Podcast, Ooh, what we do we will, got? I I know we are actually bringing our life group. I want to say she's the life group coordinator. Amber McDonald, and she'll be talking no about way. yes, talking about parenting through divorce, and then hosting a life group, and just being intentional as a parent. And so, tune in next week for that. I know it's going to be so good. Both a middle school and a high school mom, an excellent resource, yes. and an awesome well, person. Not a high school mom yet, right? Oh no, a middle school mom. Okay, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But anyways, we can just snip, snip that out. <laughs> anyways, she is awesome. Uh, we can't wait for that. She's the best. Also, if you want to follow up more with Identity with us, me and Jonah, and Alex the Monkey Boy Blackburn, tune in to SES Chat Room this week. We are talking to him about identity. It is going to be awesome. Subscribe to SES Chat Room. Subscribe to Backstage with the Simple Church, all the things. Find us on Simple Church Students YouTube. Subscribe there. Comment. We've always got challenges and games going on, so be a part of that. And then check out these show notes as well for that Facebook link. Yes. Well, we want to thank you so much for having us back. Parent Stuff Podcast, it's been a blast. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the first Wednesday of next month. All right. Peace. Peace.